confusion, chaos, and the lack of direction can lead to a whole lot of laughter, especially when, as a couple, you go through life together without the gift of sight. Join Clark and Carrie Roberts as they do life in tandem, the blind leading the blonde. Or is that the blonde leading the blind? Clark and Carrie invite you into real conversations about life, marriage, adversity, and executing your life's vision without being able to see your vision. Humor, dog stories, and insightful discussions with friends. Did we mention there'll be humor? So hit subscribe, pour yourself a cup of deliciousness, and tune in to Coffee Coffee with with Clark Clark and Carrie. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Coffee with with Clark Clark and Carrie. Carrie. It is great to have you here today, and thank you for joining us. We want you to know that now, if you haven't done it, is the time to hit brew on that coffee pot. Well, you should have already done it because you should have seen it dropping in. That is true. So we're going to just encourage you to make sure you have that. At least something in your cup. The cup of deliciousness, right? Yeah, whether it's coffee, tea. I actually have something a little bit different today. Different? What do you got? I have some potato soup. (laughs) (laughs) I I have my coffee too. That's delicious? It is. So is this this is potato soup with coffee with Clark and potato soup? With no, Carrie? it's not, not. It's coffee with Clark and Carrie. So don't try to change it up. Okay, fine. I have my cup of deliciousness in my Be Kind Be You coffee mug. So hey, we are very excited to be here today, and we're actually going to take a little bit of a turn. In what a we turn t- a turn. I, this is where my dad always says that Clark's driving is fine, except ex- for that first corner. It's that first corner. So this is what you call the blonde leading the blind. <laughs> Don't spit your coffee out. <laughs> because <laughs> no, that would be wasteful. Because I'm going to turn the corner right now. We are we are going to talk a little bit about Clark's life and some of the areas of very important details that really shaped and formed him kind of into that person that if you remember correctly we we did we touched briefly on the fact that i think that you talked about that at one point you had lived with your sister and Uh brother-in-law had you talked about that okay no i don't think so oh you hadn't Uh -uh. okay Uh -uh. well see that's all going to come into this today wow and so so we're going to cover a lot of ground we we are going to cover a lot of ground so how are you today? How are you feeling? Good. Are you excited about talking about this topic today? Not really. Not really. And why is that? Oh, well, because first of all, we got to go back into the to the memory bank and, and pull up is your, some... Is your memory bank overdrawn? <laughs> is it deficient? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just that uh, this chapter of the book was... Uh, closed and gone it's just so that way. so he kind of did put a lock and key on the chapter but it actually hasn't been written yet and it's part of what he's going to be writing about oh it's been but, written just not in the way that it needs to be written well we're going to be rewriting it so for our listeners there today we really want to encourage you to um kind of just stay with us on this and we're going to talk about a really difficult subject and I'm going to help to walk Clark through it um, because of the fact that it is it is difficult. It brings up, it's, it stirs up in you 
a whole lot of, of emotions, memories, and, and, and all of that. Yeah, but it's all part of... Oh, yeah, it's all part of my life. It's all and, part of your story. Yeah, my story. Yeah, so so we, we always jokingly say that, you know, that Clark has had, up until this point, he's had six guide dogs. And, Correct. yep, so you've had six guide dogs. And, I always, and then I always laugh, and I say... I'm really glad that he has not had as many wives as he has guide dogs, that he's not traded out those wives as often as he has traded out the guide dogs. That's correct. But one of the things that I think a lot of our listeners don't know about you, because why would they, right? It's not like you post your life out on Facebook or anything (laughs) like that. No, we don't go there. So one of the things that people don't know is they don't know that you actually were married once before. That is correct. Okay. And... That marriage, from the point that it started, correct, until the point that you realized that there was challenges happening, mm-hmm. and then to the point of the ending of that was about how long? Four years. Okay, but you noticed challenges happening before then. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So early on. Yeah. So early on. So we're going to be talking about the thing that happens in marriage or relationships that can really break a person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it can, um, it can be devastating. It can be devastating. And I think that one of the things for our listeners and for us to understand, and we've talked about this a lot, obviously um, when we first met and it's so much of the reason why Clark asked me a question. He asked me twice on our very first date. Yeah, that's correct. And so kind of t- take us back to that to that moment, like when when you were, when we were sitting down across the table. Okay. So we at were Spuds. We, we were sitting we were sitting at Spuds, having fish and chips, first date, and Carrie and I were just uh, communicating, having conversation, and I automatically just asked her. I said, "So." Could you be happy living the rest of your life with a blind man? And I was like, we, I mean, I think I was probably in the middle First of a fish date. and chip bite or something. So I didn't skip a beat and I just said yes. And we kept on talking. We kept on talking. We talked for maybe, I don't know, two, three more minutes. And then I asked that exact same question. It was really the exact question. He the just asked The exact same question. And so I answered without missing a beat. I said, that's really not the question. The question is, could you spend the rest of your life with a blonde? And I slapped the table, leaned back, gave out a great big old belly laugh, and said, "Point taken." <laughs> but so, but, so tell us, tell tell our listeners and us, like, why was that so important for you to know? The 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 reason that I asked that question was because I, you know, I figured if if this individual, this relationship had any potential of going anywhere which you already knew it did which i was kind of getting the clues that it was that i wanted to make sure that carrie was totally completely comfortable being with somebody who could not see and being honestly open about that because the the individual that i was married to for four years had told my parents having dinner one night that she was totally okay with being around somebody who could not see. Yeah. You wanted, you wanted me to go in with my, you know, not to coin. I wanted you to go in with your eyes open and eyes wide open. And I, and I already knew that. Right. But I I didn't know what I didn't know though was, was the depth 
the depth of the feelings of where that was coming from. Right. And that was something that you and I had to unpack a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In those first few months. We, we got married six months after we met. And so I think that a lot of the unpacking that we did actually didn't even happen in that no, time. No. It happened most definitely in that first that first couple years of marriage. Yeah, yeah. And so... So, 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 you, so you had um, some years back and many years before you ever met me, you had met someone and, and they, you were friends and you, they knew you were blind. Right. Everybody knew you were blind. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you were living your life. Living my life. I, at that particular point in time, I still was not using guide dogs. I had a white cane. And uh, shortly after uh, this individual and I had had this conversation in, at my mom and dad's house over dinner. We went to an event, uh, and later she stated to me the fact that she was she felt embarrassed Why be, was, being so... out being out in public with somebody who was blind, and how that people were watching me and her. So there was there was an indication. This is before you're married. Yes. This is just so there yes. was an indication to you that yellow she flag. didn't a yellow flag that probably should have been a red flag. Yeah. But you didn't see it. No, I didn't <laughs> didn't see, see it. it. And but but to that point though, she didn't like the perceived attention or the perceived um, response from people that she was per- with somebody who couldn't see. Right. And, and so was she comfortable when you were without your cane and just holding on to her arm? And I, I, I ask I, this because, because people don't know that you, many people don't know that you cannot see until they're told if you don't have your dog or your cane with you because your, your I, eyes look like they can see. I think at that particular point in time, because of uh, becoming comfortable and okay with me in my skin i pretty much at that point in time went most places with my cane right because you you had been yeah. at that point you'd been you had had your sight loss for how many years uh, this is where i'm pulling on the memory 12, banks. 12 years 12 years and so it, but i mean yeah i mean i had i mean i had worked through my natural grieving process and i had become comfortable and willing to put it out there and let people know that there were issues with my sight and my sight loss. Right. But there was no issues with you. Right. I mean, you were super comfortable. You were, you were out tandem. You were at this point, you were tandem bike riding. No. Oh, not yet. Okay. So, but at this point you were, you were involved. I was involved. involved I was, I was I was a mascot for a men's softball game where I almost got thrown out of the game because of being chippy with the umpires and they not knowing that I was blind and just, you know. What did you say to them that almost got you thrown out of the game? I was giving them a bad time about the fact of how they were calling the balls and strikes and I was sitting behind the umpire, behind home plate, and my friends told me that I better, better, you know, quiet it down a little bit or I wasn't going to be around very long. what were you saying exactly that that would have (laughs) indicated to this umpire were you making some crack about them not calling the yeah, ball like they saw that's it? That's exactly right. I mean, he'd call a he'd call a he'd call a strike. I go, wait a minute. What do you mean that was a, ball, a strike? That was way outside the strike zone. Oh my goodness. Were you were you doing things like, like ump? Can't you see? That's you, oh yeah. Oh I was getting really in trouble. Okay, you know something. <laughs> this is this is why we can't take him places, folks. Just saying. 
Okay. So I was having a good time, but I mean, my friends basically said, okay, Clark, you better, you better quiet things down. <laughs> reel it in. Reel, reel it in. Buddy. Reel it in a bit. Slow your roll, cowboy, That's as right. your kids like to say. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you were, so you were living life. You were super comfortable mm-hmm. with who you were, right? Yeah. You were yeah. adjusted. You were working. You were out. Being... Doing, doing life, okay. being life. And you know. You were embracing so, who you were. Yeah. Who you are. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so, so when this, when this transacted and, and, you know, I'm like going, Where's this coming from? And especially after she had told my parents that she didn't have any problems with that and that she had a cousin who was visually impaired. So okay. she was comfortable with it, or, right. st- or so she stated. Okay. So so you you meet, you guys are da- you're dating, mm-hmm. and, um, and you're around each other's friends. When did yeah. you, when did you first, so there was a yellow flag that you noted there. Yeah. Tell me in that time frame, like, was there, was there another time? When did you start to notice that something had changed in the way that you were being treated? And I think that that there's a perception out there that in relationships, it is, it is not the man who is emotionally or physically abused, that it is normally the woman who is emotionally or physically abused. But and that's a perception out there, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Completely, and, totally. And so, and so you, weren't, you weren't looking for anything like that. You weren't no. even looking no. to see that those no. yellow flags were anything no. more than yellow flags. No. Okay, so tell me, tell me like now how many months in and, and you, you get married. Yeah, we got married. Um, you don't have to say years. No, I mean, no, I mean, we're not going to say years. No. We're, we're keeping everything. Yeah, we want yeah. to make sure that. So, no, we, we, we. We, we dated, got married, um, and then we were, we were going to be leaving the country to go to Canada to work in an office together. Okay. And, and so, so far, everything, you, everything seems fine. Everything seems, you're seemed, happy. seemed fine. I'm happy, uh, you know, but things, things took a turn during our our honeymoon which we spent two nights in a hotel in montana before we before we went to canada and things just i saw a side of her that i had not seen before and so explain explain that because these are these are things that people need to truly have their eyes open about and they need to be watching for and communicating with, right? You need to communicate with your person and you also need to be paying attention and not blaming yourself. Right. So what, what were those signs that that were happening? We got married, we got married on a Saturday. We were going to be leaving on Monday. Saturday night, I don't even remember. I don't even remember a whole lot of what what happened, what triggered it. But I mean, she was just very, um, very cold, very verbal. Um, when you say verbal, what do you mean by verbal? Verbal, as far as verbally. abusive using using things stating things to me that i hadn't heard before 
But then also Sunday morning, we... So I'm going to back up a second. Okay. I don't understand. Stating things that you hadn't heard before. Do you mean... Do you mean negative things, things, negative things? So things about you. Yes. So 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 she was stating things that she didn't like about you, or things that you were doing wrong, or things that were wrong things, in your things relationship. That, things, or... things that things that she did not like about me. Okay. Um, so yeah. So she was so she was she was belittling who you were. Right. Okay. Right. And did you feel? I mean, were you? Was this something that just came out of the blue, or was it? was were you having conversation and all of a sudden it just, it just came it just, and... it just came out of the blue after we had finished having having dinner that night down in the restaurant okay and at this point are you taking your cane with you when you go places oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay cane went with me all the time okay and Seymour, and Seymour was with me and was she was she okay with that seemed to be okay seemed to be but again we're very early oh, and, yeah. oh you know, yeah so again you're not you you still have a future full of, hey, this is going to be great. Right. This is right. a forever thing. Right. Okay. And so, so, so take us to that to that next moment, like when when something happened that that really gave you no longer a yellow flag but a red flag in this relationship. That we we get we get to Canada. We're setting up everything in the office that we're going to be working out of for this particular company. And I had a piece of equipment that I used or was going to be using to read um, information off of their, their printouts for doing telephone collections work. Fairly large printouts. Okay, this is funny because people can't see you, but you're, you're putting your... <laughs> You're, you're well, it's your... probably what about a eleven inch by I don't know 14, 14 and let's say eleven so inch by eleven inch hands. eleven inch by fourteen inches. Okay. And information printed out on that paper in a what well, I guess you could say in like a uh, spreadsheet format with all the different columns of information as far as name, phone number. Uh, where they fit as far as their uh, payments, as far as how far out, how many days they they were, as far as that particular situation, and it was up to then it was going to be up to me to to call and and get them to pay their account. Okay. Okay. Right. So it didn't take me very long on day one or two of realizing that this piece of equipment with that particular ledger of all of those accounts was not going to work. And she accused me of lying to her that I was going to be able to do this job. And it was almost like as if, why did I even bring you here to Canada to have all of this take place and transpire? So, yeah. So in that moment, were you feeling like, was this something that was unwarranted? Yes, very much unwarranted because... Was it just a passing comment or was it something that... No, it was not just a passing comment. The way, the tone of voice, the way that it was done, and even later that next day or two, um, at home, it got physical. Okay, so... I know that I know you 
Yeah. And I know that that we've talked about this before and you've and you've said, you know, you understand that marriage, any relationship is a two way street. Right. Right. Yeah. And I had I think I had asked you and you know, early on it's like, you know, did you do anything? Did you were you were you doing or saying anything that would have been um combative that would have caused this reaction or this behavior or for her words and such towards you? No. And so when you say it got physical, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? She actually physically struck me in our bedroom. And this particular situation, it got to the point that I ended up falling against our dresser and breaking the drawer because of being hit and not knowing that it was coming. So this is this is all still within that first year, first few months. First, of... first, first few months, first year of marriage. Okay. So I know that oftentimes the person who is being abused yeah. tries to own responsibility that they must have done something wrong, that they that 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 they need to change, that they need to fix whatever's going on. Was that something that that you felt like at that time? Were you feeling like, you know, that I can make this work, I can make myself better, I can Well, I mean, I felt I felt like that I mean, yes, I could make this work and I mean I didn't you know, and, and, and as as things would continue even from that point moving forward, I mean, I did not get married to just throw in the towel, move, you know, and move on and, and, and get, get divorced and, and all of that. Right. But on, but on that note too, though, you, you were being verbally yes. and physically yes. abused. That is correct. Okay. And with that, I mean, were, did, did you, did you two recognize that something was wrong, that something was very wrong with your relationship at this point? And, and did you seek outside counsel? At that particular point in time, no, we did not seek any type of counsel. We lived, we lived in Canada until the end of August, and then we came back to the States because um, she was let go from the position in the company due to some situations beyond our control. But after we came back, to the states back to washington um we did do some counseling for a little bit and then one day after going about i don't know maybe uh three three times together she stated the fact that she didn't believe that i was doing as much as i needed to as far as counseling was concerned and so we were going to stop going together but she was going to go on her own and at, at this point, did you feel like there was there was hope that your marriage was going to be healed, that your relationship was going to be healed, that you'd be able to work together towards that? Well, I thought saying... I thought I thought so, but I was I was confused as to why she was going to continue going to counseling, and if she felt the way that she felt at that particular point in time about about our relationship between the two of us that why the two of us were not going to counseling together to be able to work on it together. So at this point now, how long have you been married? 
Oh, it's still, this is still within the first, first year of marriage. So had you confided in any of your close friends or family as to what was happening? No, I had not. Okay. Do you, looking back, and, and I know we've talked, you know, we've talked about this again when we first met and we're going through stuff. Looking back, is that something that you wished you would have done and that is something that you would encourage people that are going through a similar oh, yeah. situation to do? I mean, if, if, if you're walking through situations such as this, I mean, yes, you need to have somebody that you can openly communicate with and openly talk to. And as we continue to walk through our situation, our relationship, and uh, we're now about two, two and a half years into this relationship, and how how are you feeling like two two and a half years into this how are you as a person feeling right now like a piece of dirt i mean not very not very confident i mean she had stated to me at different times she didn't feel like that i would ever hold a job that i would ever work that i mean um, that i was going to amount to anything and it was interesting because all the things that we had talked about doing together before you got married before we got married that i didn't at this particular by this particular point in time i i saw no way that any of those were ever going to come about and any time that i would try to go have uh, a friendship or to have a time to go hang out with any any of our friends or anybody that I knew in the area where we were living I would come home to be totally completely interrogated finding out as far as what did I do during the time that I was there who did what did we talk about uh, all of that but not just in a passing conversation but just flat downright interrogation Right. I know that you and I do what we call a daily download, oh, yeah. which is which is a lot of fun when I'm either when I'm driving back from wherever <laughs> I've been or whether you're coming back. And it's it's what we do to oh, yeah. catch up with each other and say, what did you do today? And how did it go? And did you get all the things done you wanted to? And but, but this you know, was this was who you talk to. <laughs> but this was not that way. This no. was just flat, downright interrogating. Was there was there ever a point when that was happening that um, that you were made to feel unsafe? Did you ever feel unsafe? There's multiple times that I felt unsafe. Okay. I mean, not knowing if something was going to trigger and her to become physical and just all of that. I mean, especially, you know, when I stop and think about the fact that, that not being able to see, but knowing that it, that at any point in time, whatever whatever happened, whatever triggered, that it could be now in a physical situation of being struck physically. So I'm sorry. So I'm getting a little emotional right now. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Uh, I just, I can't imagine anybody being in the position 
that we know many people have been where there's a physical, a physically abusive relationship yeah. or emotionally abusive relationship, whether, whether the man, the man or the woman is, is the um, victim. But I, I can't imagine um, that being done to somebody who cannot see it coming, cannot defend themselves because they literally can't see it coming. And I, and I say that, but I know that even for people who have vision, that they don't see it coming necessarily either. Right. 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 And, and especially when you don't know what triggers it. Right. So did you did you feel like was there this was there this this feeling of uncertainty as to where where you were in the relationship and how you could talk, what you could do? Oh, I mean, I, I you know, towards towards the time, towards the point of when it finally ended. And when was that, though? How long was that? Oh. And at this point, again, how far into the marriage are you? And does any of your family know? My parents knew my sister and brother-in-law knew that there were challenges. OK. Um, because did they I mean, know to the extent of the challenges? I don't know if they knew to the extent of the challenges, but they knew that it wasn't it wasn't good. Could they see the changes in who oh, yeah. you were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so talk to me a little bit about because I know that during this time frame, um, I know that actually when you were in Canada is when you became exposed for the first time to um, a guide dog, to a, mm -hmm. a, a dog guide at that point. Yeah. And, and that down the road, when you came back to the States, you pursued getting a dog. Yeah. So you pursued getting your first yeah. dog, yeah. right? And she was, she was all over that. She was, she was supportive of that, of that as well. Okay. So super supportive of it. Yeah. Excited, excited for you. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then you get your first dog. And, and again, you're, tell me about that experience of getting your first dog and, and that, ex, tell me about how that felt and then sharing that and then what happened. Well, going and going and getting my first dog, I mean, it was, for, for me, I mean, it was awesome. It was kind of like using, for, for me, using a cane, it was kind of like using a, an old, dilapidated junker car that didn't run very the well. The dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that you kind of wondered every time. First of all, okay, is it even going to start? And then, secondly, once it gets started, is it going to all hold together and get you to your destination? So, would it be fair to say that when you when you came back to the states? and you were getting ready to get your dog and you got your dog, would it be fair to say that you felt like in that moment that there was a changing point in your life that was going to be really good, not only for you, but for you and your wife? Yeah, I felt yeah. that way. Yeah. So I think we're going to just, we're going to, we're going to pause there for a moment and we're going to come back in the next episode with more of this story. And we just want to thank you so much for um, being a part of this. We know that this is not our normal conversation. This is not the normal uplifting, encouraging, but it is so important. It is so important. Absolutely. And I know that, hon, I know that you always talk about that, the line that you talk at the end. That life is a gift. Unwrap it. Cherish it. And share it wherever you go, whatever you do, and whoever you're with. 
And I think that with that, I think it's really important to realize that you are a gift. So our listeners, if you, yeah, if you are going through something like this, whether you are a man who is being abused, emotionally abused or physically abused, whether you are um, a woman that is being abused, whether you are older or younger, a senior, you know, senior citizen or anything, please reach out, please reach out, please let your family know, please find a safe place, mm-hmm. please reach out to us and um, please find resources. And we will, we will put some resources online, um, but find the resources in your area, be, be, you know, go to a safe space and know that you are worthy. You are worth, you Absolutely. are worth it. Yep. Your life is a gift. Yep. It is a gift. You are a gift. And so um, we're going to pause there and we're going to come back in just a little bit. And we just want everyone to take care, be safe, know that we see you. Yes, we do. You see them and that you're worthy and that we are so happy to be here. And we hope that we have brought some encouragement and some um, hope and some direction to maybe next steps that need to happen in your life so that you can um, so that you can have a full and happy and healthy life. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments, please be sure to ask. Don't forget to like, share, or subscribe so that you do not miss one episode of Coffee with Clark and Carrie.